Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan. I'm going to be your host today, although it's really more of a conversation rather than a, a hostery position today, because the one guest that we have procured this week is the venerable and saucy editor-in-chief, Matt Sainsbury himself. Hello, Matt. Saucy. Saucy, yeah, you know, <laughs> you love it. You know, you love a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, the barbecue old... sauce. Barbecue, yeah. We're talking... Are you a barbecue <laughs> sauce or are you a tomato sauce kind of guy from a, um, from a bunning snag <laughs> to make this as esoteric as possible? <laughs> Given the option, what would you pick? Well, you you got to go barbecue, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hate crime if you don't. And are you an onion boy or are you a, a non-onion boy? Oh yeah, gotta have the onions. Okay, I, I've yet to encounter a barbecue that provides onions that aren't either both extremely undercooked and basically raw, but then suddenly burnt in one corner, or just the most rancid shit ever. And I don't know why I love it so much. Because it's Australia, mate. That's our that's our national cuisine. You're talking about. We do pride ourselves at being shit at things. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> So what what a country that is! What have you been playing this yeah. month, Matt? Tell me tell me about what you've been playing. Not a lot. <laughs> um, to oh, be yeah, honest, you were in, tell me about I Japan. Was in, I was in Japan and um, I had literally no time to to play games. Uh, took my Switch, took my ROG Ally. I was gonna spend Ooh. some time chilling and playing games, and then it just yeah, got so busy because I haven't been back yeah. since um, COVID. So yeah, it just ended up. Four years, my, right? My, yeah, four years. And between all the family catch-ups and all the stuff we did to just catch up on trips that we missed out on, um, I had So it no wasn't really time. a holiday. It was <laughs> it not was a holiday, a, no. Do everything. No, it yeah. was not a holiday. So, yeah, I'm I'm back now. And beyond the games that I'm playing for, for review, um, the only game that I've really started to get stuck into is the remake of Re- Wizardry 1, which came out of oh, nowhere. Oh, shit. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, the, the team, Digital Eclipse, who is just kicking all kinds of goals at the moment with their yeah, retro yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, out of nowhere, dropped a remake of Wizardry the 1, the first one, the 1982 game on steam is early access and it's pretty good already at this state um it, it doesn't That's have too many sick. bugs and all stuff and yeah it's the original wizardry from 1982 remade and it looks I really good i don't think i could do it <laughs> it looks really it looks really modern if you like your dungeon crawlers then this one you can easily get stuck into without having to have loved the very original one in the little corner of the screen they have the what the original game looked like as you're playing. So you've got the full kind of modern uh, remake, you know, for most of the screen, but then in a, in a little corner, they show you what, what the original looked like. And yeah, it was, it, it was a nostalgic blast from the past. That was to see that. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's cool me. That got that. That's yeah. The digital clips has done some really, really good stuff with the remakes because they were the ones that did the Atari um, 50, one oh yeah, yeah 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 which was full documentary there was it was more documentary than it was kind of game collection really with all the videos they had and the history and all that stuff which is exactly how a retro game should uh, a compilation should be done and they also did the um 
pretty sure it was them. They they, they did the reborn the, the collection of um what was the name of it the original fighting game um how do you spell it oh can can jordan versus um how do you spell it how do you pronounce it anyway <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so that the, that also came out fairly recently and that was also more documentary than game as such um with all the again with all the interviews and all the historical details that put in there and then there's this one which That's is a really cool. top quality remake of uh, and a really interesting way of doing the remake so yeah it, I'm, I'm really a big fan of them at the moment they're pioneering really new good. ways of game preservation i love it yeah it's good it's good what about thing. you what what are you playing i mean i've been down the boulders gate hole as many people have been um, ah, right been playing it in co-op and that's been a, a joyous time um not really much into DD previously i've attempted it before but never really got sunk in but i think this is the the gateway for me to get more involved in DD stuff so that's kind of fun um and it's your that, boy I've right been... i hate gail he reminds Gale's me so much of a boy. melbourne guy no he's a melbourne <laughs> he's a fitzroy like local and it annoys me like he's gonna be sitting at the fucking local coffee shop in fitzroy saying the most annoying stuff you've ever heard in your life about like a new form of mushroom he's discovered that he's adding to his drinks to make them higher protein yeah this is this guy's, <laughs> he's just the coolest guy this guy gail he's the best sucks he's a good boy it sucks so much <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've been doing that but then i've also been um i jumped back into cyberpunk with the uh, the dlc and the update that happened i've not bought the dlc but the game is fixed now and it plays so that's good um and then of course i tried starfield well i mean and, and that was in, barely in theory in, in theory they've fixed stuff right but it's still not cyberpunk which is kind of the big problem no it's fun though it's fun to <laughs> beat a dude's head off that's pretty much all it is and i've kind of accepted that um but yeah i also tried starfield and that was awful yeah really no, it's a terrible game absolutely yeah, it's Terrible. it's barely a video game. It's it's everything that sucks. You know what bugs me? You. you know what bugs me most about it actually? Um it's the music. Like it just sounds Binance-er? like Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like a dude that was inspired by Morrowind, but is too amateur to do a good job of it. You know, it doesn't sound oh. like it, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have a sci-fi feel to it. To me, it just feels like a generic effort to do another elder scrolls kind of soundtrack so it bothers me it really bothers me that uh, that music soundtrack i do not like it at all uh, and because of that i can't like i can't get into the game on any level just because of that let alone all the rest of the stuff that's got going on so it, yeah it is a shame but at it the same time me. i mean it's just boring as shit yeah it's and, not very good uh, again most of it is just menus and cutscenes, and like not even good cutscenes, like cutscenes that i thought were bad when i was eight playing oblivion <laughs> well it also doesn't help that it, the the main plot hook <laughs> at the start is just literally mass effect yeah but it's exactly worse. the same it's like dude finds an artifact has a vision and then goes on the quest it's exactly the same as mass effect but worse way worse not nearly as engaging or interesting and i'd actually started playing mass effect again kind of in parallel and i haven't had much time so only a little bit here and there but um 
it's so much better. Yeah, I mean, it's actually got a put, story. Yeah, put put down Starfield, just play Mass Effect again. It's a much better game. It's like that's the vibe that everyone should just do is pick up Mass Effect again. Yeah, it's, if if that's what Starfield series. does, then Starfield's done at least one good thing. <laughs> it has it has resolved that issue. It's got people playing Mass Effect again. That's that's not so bad. to my Transylvania twist. unsure if I can physically handle any more games coming out but unfortunately they must always come out because of the nightmare that we live in it's called capitalism so 
Matt has a list of games. Matt, would you really care to, pre- to present that list of games so that I can be upset about all the things that I will not be able to understand or comprehend uh, because of time? Yeah, way too many games coming out. <laughs> it's way, ridiculous. Way I'm over it. This year games. has been cooked. Yep. Um, they, they don't seem to understand that some of us have things to do. Like, yeah, just working a job. job. Yeah. <laughs> Working two jobs, working three jobs, got to pay for rent and food these days. Um, don't have time for games. Anyway, um, for those who do have a little bit of time here and there for video games, there is stuff coming out uh, starting in, well, it's in October 7 as we record this video. So we'll just go from there. Uh, on October 10, there is Wildcard Football coming out, which actually um, looks like a lot of fun. It's a very arcadey take on uh, gridiron american football whatever you want to call it and nfl um, blitz-esque yes nfl blitz-esque that's what i was about to say it looks very much like that which is good it's better than madden because no one wants to play a hyper-realistic simulation of this stupid sport but um arcade version could be good fun yeah i'm looking forward to that a lot so october 10 that comes out on playstation just five i believe ps5 yes i think so that'd be cool no, everything xbox as well and pc mm-hmm. and ps4 so it's backwards compatible if you haven't upgraded yet there we go on october 11 Honkai star rail comes out on something must be a new platform oh, it's coming on one of the pc it'd be on everything <laughs> It's already out on stuff, but it's on something new. Um, Metacritic's changed how it lists its um, upcoming games, so I don't know what platforms it's coming out on new, but it's coming out on something new. So if you haven't played that yet, then that's the new Genshin Impact, and that should tell you all you need to know about that one. Whether you should avoid it or not. Yep. It's a video game. (laughs) On October 12, you've got Company Heroes Collection coming out, which I believe is coming on Switch. So oh, if yeah. you like your military World War II things, this is the strategic one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's the relic franchise. One, yeah. So if you like your thinky World War II the Dawn of War history thingies, then there you go. That's a thing. Uh, and the collection is, I think, one, two, and three, which is actually a pretty good deal. That's actually a very good deal because there was a lot of content in those games. Content, yes, yeah, very content filled, lots of content. Um, on October content. 12 on Switch, we've got a game called Rear Sekai coming out. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> that's a good name, great. Yep, that's a game that I'll definitely <laughs> Rear Sekai. There you go. Um, I don't know anything about that game, but it's a thing yet. <laughs> Scrolling on, uh, we've got on October 12, Dementium Remastered is coming out on Switch. If you'd like that, oh, very God. B grade, uh, Z grade, Z grade's probably fairer than B grade, Z grade horror, generic horror game thing that was a kind of deal on the 3DS because it did 3D on the 3DS. No, that was a two, that was a, a DS game, wasn't it? Oh, it was a D, yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, it was a DSi yeah. game, I think, and it was like. It blew people's minds because it just fit onto that console. Well. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't 
I mean, it was technically okay. It was just a very generic horror game. But if you do like your very generic horror games, then yes, that's coming out on Switch on October 12. I would assume it looks better on the Switch. Being up, I would love it if it just looked stuff. worse. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, just, we made the game and we made it look worse because we thought it would be more <laughs> realistic to your expectations. On October 13, we've got the next in the Souls-like efforts with Lords of the Fallen oh, coming out. There's another one! Yeah. Another after one. Lies of P. I mean, and it's got a lot to live up to after the Lies of P. Lies of P was not that great. I really like it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, but you're a Bloodborne boy. so Yeah, that's why. B-grade Bloodborne will still do it for you. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I was not the... I was disappointed by Lies of P, I guess. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more than that. Uh, I have no expectations of Lords of the Fallen because I did play the original Lord of the and Fallen. And it was bad. It was and so it was, bad. It was, yeah. It was the first effort by a non-from software company to make a Souls-like. So I guess in a sense it was an achievement that they did it, but it wasn't very good. Um, this one comes after they've since done The Surge, the same developer as The Surge series. So hopefully it's a little bit better than Lord of the Fallen, but I don't know. I'm not expecting much from that one, to be honest. But if you yeah. do like your Souls likes, then there you go. Another It'll be one. fine, probably. Mm. Batman Arkham Knight comes out on something on October 13. I think that's Switch, isn't it? I think oh, the you... Batman games are all coming out on Switch, which is impressive that they've got them onto the Switch, I guess. If you want to play your Batman on the go, then you can. That comes out on October 13. Oops. I don't know who's wanting that. It's been... Those games are like 13 years old. <laughs> I don't know. Have, who who would like the company Heroes games on Switch? You know, it's just the Switch. That is also Switch. a very good question, to be fair. Switch is Switch. Uh, well, here's an interesting one. I didn't know this was coming. On October 17, A Boy and His Blob Retro Collection. That's nice. Oh, That's cute. Yeah. I like Boy and His Blob. They were neat little games. Yeah, they were fun, good little times back in the day. Um, I don't know what's in this one. Let's have a look. I'm going to click on the link. And it doesn't say anything. Thanks, Metacritic. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, a Boy and His Blob has the NES game, the Game okay. Boy game. Okay. Um, that's it. That's not much of a collection. That's two that's games. Not a collection. That's just two games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> no, I really like that. No, that's just that's called a collection. What have we got? Uh, game Boy and a NES game. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't even have the Wii one. Should have had the Wii one. That was a good one though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um. And I've got to close the window. So yeah, if you like Boy and his Blob, though, that's still a good time. Yeah, I mean, I it was a cute the, I don't game know how on the, the Wii. I don't know how the NES one because the I don't know how the NES and the Game Boy ones are going to hold up, to be honest. Um, because they were kind of little, probably not very well. Mm, puzzle platformers, which is not a genre that is particularly replayable a decade down the line, or two days or three decades down the line. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck to them. I wish them all the best. 
I was just filling in time because I accidentally closed the window and I don't know what's yeah. coming next. Oh, um, right. It's a mystery. Uh, can you tell we haven't done a podcast in about two months? Yeah. <laughs> that was my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is all your fault. I'm blaming you. It's always my fault. <laughs> um, okay, I'm back on track now. We That's have... Fine. Gungrave Gore coming out on something on October 18. <laughs> Yo, what a Switch. stupid game. Switch. Yeah. It's coming on Switch. Good for them. The game's weird as hell. That's not the PS5 it. one, right? That's an older one. It right? is. Yeah, Gore is the, the new one. The new one. Oh, wow, I'm impressed they got that on Switch because the one kind of merit to that game was that it was pretty good looking Um, on the PS5. It was pretty good looking. It's a terrible game. It's honestly insane to me that they made it. <laughs> terrible game. But you know actually, I mean? like, it's fun to play game. because it's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, we need more like PS2 era video games. And and it, it, it definitely tries hard. <laughs> like that's the thing I like. I, I do yeah. find charming about it. It tries so hard to be so cool, but really it's just like it, it, no yeah no no um it is october so there are some horror themes coming out yeah so on october 18 we've got slender the the arrival Ugh, um, awful game terrible don't play it whatever you do is it is it actually awful. already out or is it a new one is oh that... it's been out for it came out on like the 360 and the ps3 i'm pretty sure well it was like early right. PS4. so this is just one of the worst platform. horror games yeah terrible game don't play platform. it Maybe PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Oh, maybe. They don't have reviews yet. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they've upgraded it, HD'd it, made it I'd be impressed because it wouldn't fix the game. <laughs> it doesn't have very nice reviews. Yeah, because it's, it's one of the worst horror games of all time, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, In a world where the Blair Witch Project exists, that game being bad is impressive. <laughs> On October 18, we've got Hellboy, Web of Weird, which I don't know much about, but what? Hellboy game. Let's do a Google search. Let's see what Google tells us about this Hellboy, Web of Weird, 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 W-Y-R. Third person beam up with axe. Oh, this looks nice. This actually looks I've like seen, a video game. I think I've seen little clips of this one, actually, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty, pretty good fun. Uh, if it's got a comic book art, art style, uh, go and Google search it if you're listening on, in on the podcast. And um, yeah, this one could be a good time. It could be fun. I'll play. And Hellboy is such a under like critically underused franchise. What a cool series! Now, if they used it too much, then it sucked. So, it's so nice yeah, they did that. It's nice that they, they, that they don't overuse it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, should have stuck at one movie. Finally, um, on October 19, World of Horror gets released on stuff, like full release. It finally leaves early access and um, Heck yeah. it's coming out on Switch and PS4 and PS5, as well as the PC version, which is already there. But yeah, it exits early access finally. This is an excellent game. Really excellent game. Uh, it uses kind of that Atari, uh, Apple um old school apple graphics so black and white yeah and pixely which is really neat one they call it what one bit two bit graphics or something it's one bit games i'm pretty sure 
Yeah, one big game. So it has that aesthetic, but it actually is a um, Lovecraftian horror RPG in how it plays. So you do a bit of investigation, you get to do some fights, but they're very difficult because Lovecraft was not about making it easy for people. And um, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. I can't wait to play this on Switch. I'm definitely going to play it on console. So that comes out on October 18, 19. Yes, it is. On October 19 as well, Gargoyles Remastered. Now, I think that's the platformer, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Is it? I mean, the gargoyles were pretty sick. Yes, yes, it is. Um, it is the old Capcom games, but remastered. It's um looking good. I'm watching the trailer here as I talk, and yeah, nice art style, neat, very very good looking game. We'll play. Looks more combat than I remember. (laughs) But anyway, hopefully it's good. On October 19, we've got a new Agatha Christie game coming out, which is cool. Murder of the uh, Murder on the Orient Express is coming out on PlayStation so, Five, but I already know what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you play <laughs> that if you know who's done it? Because that's the entire point. <laughs> can we do? I mean, can we do spoilers on this podcast? Would it be spoilers? To talk that book about? came out in like the 1940s. <laughs> I know, and then there's been movies and stuff, but I just know if we talk about what happens. Some person's going to be like, "You spoiled the game on us." I don't no, know. No, fuck it. Is it ethical? everyone did it? Everyone did it. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> everyone, everyone did, did it. it. It was a great, yeah. great, excellent um twist. I love that. I really, really enjoyed the, the what first time I read that. I would have been like fourteen, maybe yeah. fourteen or fifteen. I remember being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, such a I don't know, good story what, what are they even going to do with the game everybody knows this one this is like one of the most famous mystery it is the stories murder ever. mystery yeah I know it's not it's just like that and Hand of the Baskervilles there's like, there's like a dozen of these movies that they've done they're doing and, over and directs over the TV films and TV specials and... I'm pretty sure there's a theatre play as well I'm pretty sure they've turned it into theatre yeah there is it's done everything why are they making a game out of this I don't understand it's to get the can, one can, person who's not heard of it to play I mean, it. <laughs> imagine like loading it up and you'd be like, okay, we need to you know, investigate the mystery. And you're like, well, just let me put in everyone done it and I'll be done in like two minutes. Really good. I want to know. Work. I want to know the Venn diagram of people who have not seen Murder on the Orient Express with people who are likely to buy a video game of the Murder on the Orient <laughs> Express. Because that I is know, just that's... two different circles. <laughs> 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 that is that is not useful to anyone i don't think but you know what if it's cool that's cool i mean yeah i'll play it now because yeah. i'm just in, I'm, I, I'm I need to know what the <laughs> gonna do. yeah it's probably going to be a bestseller you know yeah um, <laughs> it's gonna some stream is going to play it like german's going to play it it's going to jump to the top of the sales charts like nancy drew did that one time yep um so on October 19, we've got a game called Inescapable, No Rules, No Rescue coming out. This game um is basically a Dangan Romper like. Like that's it. I was gonna that sounds it's like a Dangan Romper. It looks like a Dangan Romper like. It's got the name that's a Dangan Romper like. The description is that you're it's a social thriller set in a tropical island resort. You've been kidnapped and forced to participate in a twisted reality TV show with 10 strangers. 
at the end of the stay, you'll get 500,000 bucks. There's only one catch on the island. There are no rules and no rescue. So Squid Game plus Danganronpa. I, I'm looking at this and it's messing me up that they've got the Liver Live logo. <laughs> they do, don't they? They have the it's exact same logo. Uh, I know, I know. But um, yeah. So this has been published by Axis. Axis actually has a pretty good eye for it's what to publish fine. in the yeah. West um, as far as the kind of Japanese visual novels go. So I'm going to keep this on my radar and I'm going to play it, I think. Respect it. On October 19, if you've got a VR unit, the seventh guest VR is coming out, which, how the hell does that even work? Wasn't the seventh guest, guest a FMV game? God, I don't even remember. Like, probably? It is. It's an, FM, it's an FMV game. How do they do that in VR? You just sit in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Whatever, it's coming out. It's it, it's definitely a thing that's happened. So on October yeah. nineteen, there's a game called The Gap coming out, and I don't know if that's about shopping at Gap stores or not. Probably not. It's, you no, you're you're working at a Gap and have to you're working at the Gap. That's well, it it's is actually a horror, horror game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it is, it is the horror season, so I can't think of anything worse than working at a Gap. Nothing but, is more uh, frightening than upper middle class <laughs> mums. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it doesn't sound bad. So the summary is Joshua Hayes is a neuroscientist whose family is affected by a rare genetic disorder that slowly eats away at one's personality, ability and sanity. The struggle and fight of the family is witnessed through the lens of memories of their highest and lowest mem moments. Taking part in an experimental neuroscientific program led by a biotech giant, which is not going to be good for sure. Joshua finds himself entangled in corporate intrigue while exploring the raw minimalist spaces. He comes across items that can act as gateways to the past. In hopes of untangling the web of memories, he'll need to face a distressing question. Can he really trust himself? You know what that sounds like to me? Walking simulator. Yep. With a horror theme. Yeah. That's gonna, it's going to be like a worse version of Soma. Yeah, something like that. It could be good. But if like, it, it, the it could idea be fine. is there. I, the I feel like I'm there. too negative sometimes about You are. You're a miserable of... person. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, it, it, it could be okay. <laughs> I like the concept. The concept's there. <laughs> yeah, it is It is interesting. It could be good. It could be good. I mean, it could be, probably is going to be bad. Let's face it, it's video games. No, terrible. <laughs> and I'm the one. I'm the one who's <laughs> negative. But it could be good. Uh, possibly. Moving on. Not likely. <laughs> hot Wheels. You like Hot Wheels. Hell yeah. Everyone likes Hot Wheels. It's fun. Uh, hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharge comes out. Um, That'll be good. Unleashed Xbox, 1 was pretty fun. Xbox, PC, PS5, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, this is an Ubisoft game, I think. So you'll have to oh. deal with you know them trying to sell. It's not an Ubisoft game. Maybe Ubisoft's not publishing anymore. It's just Milestone. It's the developers publishing it themselves. Good. That could be even better then. Um, I, I'm playing... I, I got the Ubisoft game, um, content game the other day. The new one. The Assassin's Creed one. Oh, um, God. This is this is not talking about what's coming up because I, I bought it because I just have this pathological need to play every Assassin's Creed game because I'm a history nerd and 
they generally do the history okay, you know. Um, and it's okay if you can get past the fact they keep trying to sell DLC shit to you like every five seconds. Um, the game is all right. And it's in Arabic, yeah. which is good. Like they actually good. went to the effort to get full Arabic um, voice cast and good. listening to it in the proper language is really good. Like, yeah, uh, I'm actually kind of digging that. And I hate myself that I'm enjoying a new Ubisoft game because it's a new Ubisoft game, but I no, am. It's also like not a bullshit like seventy million hour long RPG. Yeah, this one's game. this one's um thick, like, like lightweight, isn't it for them? Like yeah, it's talk, like AC two actually, level. Yeah, they're actually talking up how they've limited how big it is, um, which is good. I'm happy no about one that. Finished that? No one finished Origins Valhalla or that other one that came out. No one finished Valhalla. No one. I'm convinced absolutely no one did because it was going to burn you out. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how much you like content. That game was going to burn you out and then you're just not going to get to the end. And it was a pity because, again, history nerd, really neat playing an assassin in the cold north and London and still, um, well, not London, but England. Um, it, it was good. It was good, except for it's just too bloody long. So this new one is, uh, it's good so far. I'm I'm digging it. Baghdad's pretty yeah. cool. Um. Anyway, back to the games that are actually coming out, not the games that have already come out. On uh, uh, October twenty, there's the worst named game of all time, but it actually looks all right. Uh, it's called Warm Snow. <laughs> okay. Warm Snow. Um. It's it's uh it's actually got a review up. Somebody reviewed it back in two thousand and twenty-two. One review. Rogue-like action game. But set in Japan. This looks really cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, rope, warm snow sounds like what you do when you're peeing the snow, but... Because um, I was going to say, he's pissing the yeah. snow. I do think it would be worse if they called it yellow snow. But um, it looks all right. Dark fantasy world, Japanish theme. Um, I don't know why there's only one review. That was... <laughs> there is literally one review from 2022 on don't even know what console so it's it was more hades apparently right yes that makes sense so anyway if you're looking for a roguelike that got absolutely no reviews when it got it released on pc uh got zero attention you can then play it on playstation 5 xbox one switch and ps4 maybe it'll get a second chinese run this hades time around. yeah maybe it'll get a second Is run this time any... around fingers crossed for them because it does look good actually i'm going to play it it's on my radar now. On October 20, Super Mario Brothers something. Wonder. Super Wonder. Mario Brothers Wonder comes out. That's pretty cool. No, actually, we have to go back. We have to go back because first, um, actually on the same day, but first in this list here, on October 20, the game that is going to definitely do better than Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Latte Sten Tycoon. What? Latte, latte, drink, coffee. Latte Stand Tycoon is coming out on PC. Oh God! Do you, you remember Lemonade? Normal, do you remember Lemonade Tycoon? Lemonade Stand Tycoon. It was a shareware freeware game that everyone played when I was young. You probably didn't because you're a different generation to me. But um, I played yeah. um, I played Roller Coaster Tycoon two exclusively. That was my only game. Yeah, no, talking about a very different kind of tycoon area. The these these are from different <laughs> but um yeah anyway moving back to mario brothers super mario brothers wonder comes out on october 20 
I hope people and like that'll, it. That'll be good, I'm sure. I mean, Nintendo's not fun, going to yeah. screw that one up, right? I mean, yeah, it'll be it's a video game. It's a platform where you jump. It's be cool. 2D, right? It's the next 2D, yeah, 2D platformer, one. which is where Mario should be. Yeah. should never do 3D. It's good. I will give them credit, though. They have made it look a million times better than the new series of games, like New Super Mario Bros. It looks, it looks so much better than that. Cool. It has an art style. That makes nice. me happy, then. Yeah. Cool. Um... That's probably going to be the big. <laughs> that's going to be the big game of October, and we're just kind of like, yeah, it looks alright. Um, it, it's, it's going to be huge, of course. It is. It's it's Nintendo's next big thing. So yeah, there you go. On it's October twenty fourth, games I'd say probably. Oh no, they've got heaps coming yet. Okay. Watch. They haven't even announced the new console yet. There's yeah. still stuff coming for that console. Um, on October twenty fourth, we've got Archetype Arcadia, which don't know too much about, but it's got a nice little art style here and the little promo image that I'm looking at and I'll play it I think. Let's do a Google search. Mr. Google what is Archetype Arcadia? I bet this is like a shmup or something and then I'll lose interest immediately. Oh yeah it's it looks dark sci-fi visual novel in a It's a visual novel world. I am yeah. much more interested now. I was not going to play it if it was going to be a shmup but yeah, this is looking pretty good. Nice little art style. Char- characters looking good. Not ready for you, I know, Alan, but for visual novel buffs, there you go. I would be able to speed run this game by mashing A. <laughs> you can... <laughs> yes, you can. Be you, can be, you can definitely speed run it. You can actually even skip all the dialogue and just go straight to the end. Um, Hell yeah, that's my kind of game. It's been published by P-Cube, so... Okay. They generally have a pretty decent eye for interesting visual novels, so I'll give it a go. On October 24, Pickleball Smash. Pickleball's a kid's sport game thing, isn't it? I have no idea. That might be an American thing. I'm looking it up right now. Step into the court with the fastest growing sport in America. Yeah, there we go. So, what the... F- oh, it's Rackets. Is it's it? racket or paddle sport. Interesting. Because I thought pickleball, I, I don't know, for some reason I thought it was just like... um, It's like those weird plastic balls. Dodgeball thing. Like with the holes but in them. No, it's a tennis clo- clone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tennis-like, but with, yeah, the ball. We're going to call every like racket-based sport a, a, a tennis clone, like it's Doom. <laughs> it's a tennis-like. <laughs> yeah. Um, It looks like ping pong, but big. Yeah, probably just at that point, just play tennis. <laughs> yeah. This is my hot yeah. take. Interesting. That's yeah, it's, it, the, the racket, it looks like, um the racket looks like a big ping pong racket. It's definitely it's like, like a mix of a squash racket and a ping pong racket. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's paddle. table tennis, but big. Anyway, um apparently there's a video game of it coming out. <laughs> It's court tennis played on a court. tennis court. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Metal Gear 2 and 3, the remakes, remasters, Amazing. remakes, re-releases. That is remasters, I believe. Thing comes out in October. That'll be cool. I'm a fan of I mean, Kojima now, Gear. so I'm going to play it. 
You would, I think you would like it a lot. <laughs> they are the most political games of all time. It's so funny whenever you see those right wing Twitter posts that are like, these are games for right wing gamers and they have Metal Gear Solid 3, which is about like the impact of the Cold War. I <laughs> know. Uh, and it's, <laughs> like by, how, it's so good. It's it's by Kojima, who is, um, who, wanders around Explicitly wearing explicitly political yeah wanders around wearing che guevara shirts and stuff like he's 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 not um he's not quiet about his politics is mr kojima so yeah um but i wasn't a fan really of good. kojima remember i was not a fan yeah of and then i played... hated whenever i was like mgs3 is great <laughs> <laughs> and then i played death stranding and i started to click um so I'm actually looking forward to going back and seeing if I have a better opinion of these games now that I have a better sense of just what Kojima is about. So if you go in with the idea that like they are quite dated in certain ways, however, the story is correct and he called the future, especially with MGS2, like he actually just called the future. Like it's insane. So, well, that was the thing that I liked yeah. the most about Death Stranding. Like he just nailed what would happen during a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, like he nailed it. Yeah, I mean, he just totally nailed he, it. I mean, he guessed that Trump would be a thing. He didn't know in, in two thousand two. He, he didn't know that there was going to be um, uh, COVID, but he just nailed what would happen if there was. I mean, it's a kind of prophet. He's a dude. See the the real red pill here is that Kojima started the, the pandemic. He started just the so pandemic. he would be right again. <laughs> He's like, I will be correct, and no one can stop me. <laughs> yeah what a guy on october, on october 24 cry machina comes out cry machina is an rpg an action rpg where Ooh. crying is a thing it's a mechanic it's a motif it's um it's very simple but oh there was god another... i just i looked it up oh good it's not for me it's not for you it's not for me <laughs> it's not for you but it is for people that like uh, JRPGs that um, are more niche. I want to say more anime themed. There we go. So yes, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I enjoyed the last RPG that was about crying <laughs> because it's not the first, believe it or not. Um, and yeah, I'll play this one. <laughs> you just love Binding of Isaac. I don't like Binding of Isaac. But that one I it. don't like. No. No, do not talk about Binding of Isaac to me. Um, there's a Lord of the Rings game coming out in yeah, October. Return 20... to Moria. Yeah, October 24. And thank God be it's good. not being published by Nacon. <laughs> because what, what's the problem? You didn't like Gollum? Gollum? I did not like Gollum. Why not? I, it was uh... great. I liked when he said beg. <laughs> <laughs> you like Gollum. You did not like Gollum. Nobody liked Gollum. No, it's that's a great game. I saw it on sale on <laughs> PS5 in a Asda in the north of Scotland for five pounds. <laughs> oh, okay. Bargain. It's that's I mean, I still don't think it's worth it. You could torture yourself for cheap. You could use it as a coaster, be a pretty funky coaster. I paid full price for it. Jesus, Matt. That was <laughs> why. I, I put myself through a lot of pain for the benefit of my readers to tell them that that game really sucked. But then you probably could have told and realized that from like watching a YouTube video. Anyway, other than yeah. my job being pointless, there is a Lord of the Rings game coming out. Return to Moria 
which looks I don't know, it's gonna be good, is it? It's, I hope so. It's a bit like um like a Valheim style game from what I understand. Mm, so like survival RPG. Like a survival oh, do RPG. Do they have to can they not just but make like, a Lord of the Rings game that's like a RPG again? No. Can they just not do this to Lord of the Rings? Just make another Third Age or give Koei Tecmo the license and get them to do a Warriors game? Because how can they not be doing a Lord of the Rings Warriors? Because that would be perfect. Why they don't do that? They do all this nonsense about surviving down in the deep and there's going to be a Balrog that comes and chews you up or something. Whatever. I'm not yeah. interested. But if you like your survival crap, then there you go. It's coming out on October 26. There's a game called HHG Megami no Shun. And... And it will sell no copies because of the name. There is not even a summary of this game. There's just one That's very, very low resolution image that looks like it's like blown up a thousand times yeah that game's not going to do very well <laughs> um we've got can't wait to a... play it <laughs> there's a bunch of games coming out that just have weird names i don't know if the metacritic just hasn't translated them from japanese yet scrolling through them because otherwise i mean they might not even come out in the west yeah. Or there's just a huge range of um visual novels that are just about to launch in one go. Yeah. They're all low resolution. That's also a... <laughs> That's a decent chance. Yeah, I think it is actually. There's a bunch of visual novels that are set to be dumped <laughs> at the end of the month. Um on October twenty sixth, there's two games called Horror Tale coming out. Horror Tale one. Kidnapper 2. <laughs> Horror Tale 1, Kidnapper 2, Horror Tale 2, Kid Samantha. I, I would never have guessed that, that was the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I put the, the three pool, which is just Horror Tale 3, Susan. <laughs> this is the weirdest, weirdest subtitling. The dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> ever. Um, apparently though not not bad because the Steam reviews are pretty positive this is coming on Switch uh, now um, the Steam reviews there's only 27 of them so not many people played it but it actually looks alright it's got okay. a creepy bunny it's change the very, name and more than three people might play it it's got a very The Strangers vibe to it you know the, that movie The Strangers did you ever watch that is that the one where there are like people outside the house. It's like three of them. It's uh yeah, home invasion horror. Yeah, that's the one. yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. I described that in maybe the worst way possible. Yeah, pe people outside a house is that describes <laughs> and, quite a few films. Yeah, there's three of them, they're all like wearing masks and stuff, and they're all yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, before yeah, yeah. the purge, but um Yeah. Very similar vibe to the purge, I guess, except that in the purge the house was meant to be impenetrable and they got in. Whereas this one it was just there were two it's just a couple and then some weird sadistic freaks decided to smash their way into the home. Anyway, um yes, it has that do. kind of vibe to it, which is pretty cool. 
I guess, if you like your horror. Uh, what else we got? Alan Wake 2 comes out on October 27. Oh, hell like, yeah. I feel like that should be a Sam bigger deal. Lake. But nobody's talking about it, probably because there's just too Microsoft. many games coming out. And too many games. It's not Microsoft. It's coming out on everything. Oh, it's not? No. Ah. It's, coming it's coming out on, I'll tell you in a second, once it loads up. It's coming on PlayStation 5 as well. Well, there you go. I mean, it'll probably be really good. Alan Wake 1's like a classic. It's been published by Epic, that's why. Not Microsoft. Oh, God. So when I say it's coming out on PC, it's probably not coming out on Steam. <laughs> You're going to have to buy it on the... That no one's going to buy it. Yeah. EA Sports UFC Lovely. 5 comes out on October 27th. Who cares? Who cares? If you like your stupid pisties games. I don't understand UFC. I, I understand boxing. UFC is pretty sick. I even I even understand wrestling as a kind of entertaining thing. I do not understand UFC. It's like everything combined. It's, it's like so cool. some idiot took Fight Club and turned it into a sport. And Yes, that is what not, it is. <laughs> did they miss the point of Fight Club that it wasn't meant to be fun? Yeah, but oh. also like people do pretty cool stuff. They just hit so, each other. Yeah, and they do it in a cool way, and you're like, "Whoa!" I hope I don't get hit by that. <laughs> and then you have that one friend who's really into it, who says he could definitely tell the the fighter how to fight next time, despite the fact that he's never taken a punch in his life. <laughs> it's always that one friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, on October I don't think 20... I'm gonna play that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to play that. On October 27, Skult Ford Bloody Pack comes out, which is um, oh, yeah. Metroidvania. It's one of them. Okay. But the art is okay. So there you okay. go. That's neat. Yeah. Also on October 27, Truck and Logistics Simulator, because who hasn't wanted <laughs> oh, to... God. <laughs> oh, who hasn't wanted to be an Amazon driver in a video game? You know, there is there is one German guy who is like, <laughs> oh yes, that is what I'm going to spend my weekend on. There's one review for it, and it's an 80 review from an older version of it. This comes out, I think, on some other platform um, on October 27, but it's already out on Switch. And pure Nintendo loved it; they gave it 80. So... I, I don't know what to say. There's something there is something cathartic about those kind of simulators. Like I play Farm Sim every year. Oh, Farm Sim's um, like a different thing, I think. Well, Farm Sim's good. The rest of them are just kind of shovel work. Tap, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But there is something cathartic about those kinds of job simulators. Lawnmower I've... simulator was pretty good. I think Power Wash the only one that I've actually been like. I can oh. see why this is fun. Power Rush is pretty neat too. Do you um, see they've added all that DLC where you can clean the DeLorean and stuff and you can clean Lara Croft's Manor? Yeah. That one's a little bit it's more, I guess, fanciful, whereas a lot of these yeah. try to actually be realistic. But yeah, there's just something weirdly compelling about doing a job in a video game. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are compelled to do them, including me, but people are. Here we are. <laughs> Um, gosh, the end of the month is pretty packed, isn't it? Jesus. 
like this is just one week we've been talking and it just keeps going and going and going. But I think we're pretty much at the end. Um, there is one game coming out November 2, which I'll mention now because it is a pretty big deal. Actually, two two games, two games coming out November 2, which are pretty big deal, which I'll mention just in case they come out before we do our next podcast. And one of them is Robocop Rogue City. And I am... That's going to be probably not very good. Oddly looking forward. It's by the developer that did the Terminator one, the good one. Oh! Okay, I take it yeah. back. That's probably going to go right then. That'll be yeah. fine. So I take it the most back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's too negative again. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. The only problem is it's a Nacon published game, so uh, you're taking in taking a risk if you buy it full price, like I did with Gollum. Um, and then there's also Star Ocean Two remake coming out on November two, which is going to be really good because Star Ocean Two is one of the better games in that series and the remake's looking really good it's actually a pro- proper remake so it's not just a hd upper is they've gone and made it pretty so there you go that's it that's a lot of games um what are you going to play Jesus Alan? christ literally none one. of those i'm going to keep playing boulders gate <laughs> well yeah that's about 130 hours in itself so yeah i've i've spent 28 hours in it and i have not made it past the first chapter yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just screwed it. It's your entire life now for the rest of the year. I'll take that. It's your own it's your own fault for getting into it. No sympathy no, no. for me. <laughs> I mean, uh, apart from that, like I am actually now low key interested in this Robocop game. Like that could be cool. I think you'll like that. And hopefully it's not too yeah. long. You know, if it's a nice you know, five. If it's like a good like game, ten hour game. Good. Max. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um for are you, me what are you gonna play? Um that cry machina game that i mentioned that's very much my kind of game isn't it so i'll go with that one okay yeah
So, uh, obviously the biggest hit of the last two months at this point has been Baldur's Gate. And it's it surprised me, personally, because I, I described it to my friend as, this is a game for nerds. And my friends who are not nerds are playing it and loving it more than anything. And it just got me thinking, because I could not see any major publisher making anything like that anymore simply because they would say something along the lines of who is this for no one wants to play this kind of game it's turn-based eh. and yet everyone that i've talked to has been like the turn-based combat is really exciting and i really like it and the characters are really interesting and i really like it and the world's interesting and it's just it's bizarre to me that we're in a situation now where one of the best games released in the last 10 years in my opinion is a it's a big nerd game that everyone seems to enjoy it's shocking i know that you're not the biggest fan of it matt um but it's well only only in the sense that it's not it, it's not quite the sequel to Bowder's gate that Bowder's gate 3 the, the title Bowder's gate 3 suggests that it should be um it feels more like it's got minsk it feels yeah it feels more okay. like um, Larian Studios, the RPG. It feels more like a Divinity game to me, to be honest, than um, a Baldur's Gate. So that was um, that was something I need to wrap my head around. But once I stopped caring about whether it was going to be a Baldur's Gate or not, um, I, I like it. I definitely enjoy it. I, I definitely have been playing it through and enjoying it enough. And it is a very high-quality game. Um gail's my boy he's a pretty good boy so once i found a character that i didn't mind <laughs> because i'm not a fan of what's her name shadow heart um when i played the early access oh, version of shot is not very good in my opinion well, when when i played the so when i played the early access version of it um i bounced off it pretty hard because i got stuck with shadow heart and um that vampire guy astarian yeah and and the gif yankee woman who's just well, uh, annoying as awful. hell so yeah um yeah i i i played it through and i i did get gail in that game too because obviously he pops in pretty early but um i just wasn't able to to gel with the characters as such so i bounced off it but then i sat down to play the full version of the game i got further into it and um i've got the character i like now or the characters that i like so i'm i'm more involved in it i'm more invested in it and i think it's it is good and like you say um it does break with what an ea or ubisoft or microsoft would suggest well, ubisoft would never make this <laughs> yeah it, it breaks with what those publishers would suggest the developers make um sony jimbo would not green light uh gate 3 um none of those big publishers would say this is best practice game design in making content for players in 2023 so that is a benefit i guess for larian being a pretty large developer i guess um, but independent they're able to yeah. stick to their creative vision and actually make a game that they wanted to make rather than a game that would appease the shareholders i'm pretty sure they're privately owned company too they're not public so they don't so, actually yeah. have anybody to answer to except for themselves. Uh, and that just kind of highlights the benefits of being just that little bit removed from capitalism, doesn't it? Um, yeah. If you're not I mean, quite same, stuck in the system, you have a bit more freedom, which is good. Like all, all those years ago when horror games weren't a thing, 
And then all of a sudden the indies popped up and made a whole bunch of horror games. And they were all hugely successful. And, you know, you had big AAA companies saying horror doesn't sell, horror doesn't sell. Even though, that, like, Dead Space, I think at the time, was selling a certain amount of copies for a, a third-person action horror game. It's just... Uh, there's this weird sort of divide between, you know, what players actually want. It's the whole uh, the source thing. If anyone's ever done a marketing course at uni and you've had a chat about the bottled sauce flavors or tomato sauce flavors and how people actually don't know what they want until they try different variants. It's kind of like that. Well, I and guess it's, it's, kind it's of, nice to see. I guess that's that kind of people that, are more willing to do it. I think that that's kind of the thing, isn't it? That sometimes these kind of surprise successes pop up because a lot of the time, the research that companies do about what people want and the way they interact with games and all that kind of stuff um, really only tells them what players are already doing, already interested in. Sometimes a game comes along that does things that players didn't realize they wanted. And that kind of, um, that metric isn't going to show up in that research, the market research that companies put into to figure out yeah. what they should be making. So, um, yeah, I, th I think that's that's it. Sometimes a, a company is just willing to make a creative risk, take a creative risk, and they just latch onto an idea that people actually do want to play. And then 100 million copies later, they've had a had a massive hit. So I think that's what's happened with Bouterscape. I think there's also like there's as a, a as a creative risk, there were some things that Larian had going for them, I guess. Um making a sequel with or having that Baldur's Gate license is is obviously a big deal because that meant that there was already an audience for the game that was always going to play it anyway. Because Baldur's Gate yeah. one and two were particularly popular. So it's not like they <clears throat> it's not like they were starting from complete scratch there. They they had a marketability to the game which made the the risk a little bit easier but even then despite that or but even with that advantage i guess um they still took a huge risk with this game yeah uh, what excites me is that this opens the door potentially for arcanum 2 <laughs> they'll make them steamworks and magic obscura too and i will be very happy there because that's my favorite of those old crpgs by far it's just no it'll be interesting to see <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if this kicks off another big wave of these things these isometric rpgs because yeah tradition would tell you that yes it should do <laughs> that when there's a game that's ideally with co-op still as well yeah, when there's something that's kind of such a, a breakaway hit as Baldur's gate was there's there's usually um a bunch of people that decide that they're going to copycat it it's like dark souls comes out is massively successful and then all of a sudden everybody's trying to do a dark souls game two years later so, <clears throat> there's like a weird bunch yeah. of dark souls games coming out <laughs> yeah so uh, the uh, the isometric rpg never went away completely but it certainly faded um it'd be interesting to see if this revitalizes it it, it might do what what excites me is that this means that I guess people are more willing to take a risk on a on a big story game that is just mostly about writing. Because like the D and D combat, yeah, it's cool, but the the reason why it's so cool is that it then lends itself into story stuff. And to have you know a, a party of three playing in full co op, 
and we all are doing our own little thing and it all comes together at one point we're all like whoa like that's fantastic it just means that there's there's still a hunger for like really good stories and video games and we don't just need this stupid third person over the shoulder uh dramatic uh sony triple a action game anymore just make a cool story that is neat and uh has characters that i like and it's, yeah it's, I mean, it's bizarre <laughs> i mean i thought that that was sort of dead <laughs> yeah 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 um i think that's certainly I, I think the fact that it does do a have that story emphasis but also has the multiplayer is a, is a bit different for that one uh, and part of the reason that was kind of such a success because most of the time when you're playing rpgs in multiplayer you're not expecting the the story to be the focus anymore if you play the game for the story you play it in single player and then when you go in multiplayer it's more just about the grind and the loot and the the diablo style stuff i guess um yeah but this one actually continued to have that emphasis on story and multiplayer which is good it's intriguing whether anybody else tries to do that but it was good to see it and it was good to see it do so well uh, and be pulled off because that's really the big difference between Baldur's Gate 3 and some of the other recent isometric RPGs because there have been some others. Um, I don't know if you've played them, but there was two Pathfinder games which were really good I wanted to play Wrath of the Righteous. I wanted to do that, but I just didn't... I don't know enough about Pathfinder and it's quite a daunting well, I mean, thing to Path- try and get into. Without trying to get too into the history of it, because it's a it's a long story. It but was D and D third edition, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was, it was a version of third. D and D third three three point five edition was um, open had an open source approach to its rule set. So anybody had the rights. Wizards of the Coast allowed anybody to use the basic systems to create their own games and stuff. At the same time, they were producing two magazines, Dungeon and Dragon magazines. Um, while the publisher that handled the Dungeon magazines was a company called Paizo, and Dungeon magazine was just basically um, a bunch of quests that you could play. Like it was just like buying a, an adventure module. So um, Paizo was there making officially licensed D and D games to play. Then Wizard of the Coast pulled the magazine, and Paizo decided to go and create their own. Um, their own publishing uh, label, uh, their own game, which they called Pathfinder. And Pathfinder is basically the same as D&D. It's just with a slightly different aesthetic on the, in the art and um, has some of its own quirks because of its different world and stuff. But it is basically D&D. So anyway, um, Pathfinder is, is if, you, if you can play Baldur's Gate 3, you can play Pathfinder. They're, the rule sets are basically the same. The difference okay. i mean and, and the two pathfinder video games were pretty popular they did well for the developer um they sell hundreds of thousands of copies themselves but i think the difference between them uh and the millions of copies that Baldur's gate 3 sold was just that multiplayer component because if the pathfinder games do have a multiplayer component it's not as well refined as the Baldur's gate one so it's it's interesting yeah. to me that that the difference between them and really the and we're talking you know tens of millions of copies i guess the the, that the line between them is really just the quality of that multiplayer experience because otherwise um pathfinder is very much 
exactly the same quality as as Baldur's Gate. It becomes more of like an actual D and D session, I guess. When that's yeah, yeah, that's that yeah, set that idea. Because well, uh, another you're good not example. Restricted. Another good example of that. It, it, I know it doesn't have combat, but it's an isometric RPG that was very well regarded. I mean, Disco Elysium, and Disco Elysium was a successful, a successful enough game in itself, but it wasn't a multiplayer game either. So it didn't have that no. kind of D and D sesh <laughs> um, vibe that you're talking about there. That Baldur's Gate Three did. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, and that is all a creative risk because that hadn't really who been knows done. if that works <laughs> yeah who knows if people actually do want to get around to do a storytelling game um multiplayer game um, i mean i if you'd asked me this a while ago like a year ago i would have said no that sounds boring as hell <laughs> yeah and yeah, yet here i am yeah so, so exciting yeah and uh, It'd be nice to say that the industry could learn some lessons from it, but the industry won't learn lessons from it. Um, no, they, they won't. At least they're not doing NFTs. That's like the benefit, I think. It, it will be. I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if any of those big publishers even take a crack at doing something um, with that success because none of them have properties that have top-down isometric RPGs at the moment. So... Yeah. I guess Microsoft might. Um, cause they might do like a of, Gears of War version or something like that. I don't know. Well, no, they've got Obsidian. Like they, they, oh, they've got that Obsidian. Was, that was one of the companies Ooh. they bought. So they might, Microsoft might decide to set Obsidian on the task of recapturing the success of Baldur's Gate. Or Microsoft will just try and buy Larian Studios, one or the other. Because they were Black Isle and they did, oh God. Um, what did Black Isle do? That was uh, yeah, two. Part, there were two. Um, I know the ones you're talking about. They're on Game Pass um, because Microsoft owns them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were published by Paradox originally, I think. They were big oh, Kickstarter darlings originally, um, and they 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 are very Baldur's Gate like. I, I quite enjoyed them. I'm going to go and Google it up. Because if I don't mention it on the podcast. Oh, they made Pillars of Eternity and Tyranny. They made Tyranny. That's right. Pillars of Eternity. Uh... So those are the Baldur's Gate likes. Uh, and they're good. Yeah, they're yeah, good yeah. games as well. Very, very good games as well. But again, I think the, they were successful, but they weren't the kind of the mainstream success that Baldur's Gate 3 had because, again, they're very single-player orientated and nobody seemed to realize that what people desperately wanted was that experience, but in multiplayer. Yeah. It's fun to share these stories with each other and to be silly and goofy and to play a character around your friends. Like I play a tiny, a tiny dwarf guy who hates everyone who's taller than him. Cause he's got a short person complex. So he pushes people a lot and it causes <laughs> problems and it's not my fault. This is the character. And it's it's in, it's entertaining in its own right. It's making our own fun out of the game's rule set, and that's what D and D is about. And that's sort of capturing. I was going to say energy. you're you're just discovering Dungeons and Dragons for the first time, Alan. It's so cute. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have fun. to play the actual tabletop game now. Yeah, I, I've got a character who is a vampire killer paladin who doesn't believe in vampires. He just thinks they're just guys. So uh, <laughs> that's my plan. 
<laughs> he just doesn't think they're real. He's like, what are you talking about? It's just a guy who's dead. It's not a vampire. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've I played the worst troll characters in Dungeons and Dragons. My last my, my, my last character was um a Kenku, which is um a crow like um species. These are little guys I guess who like screech at you, right? No, they're not that little. They're human sized, but um Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just crow shaped, I guess is the best way to put them. Crow anyway, I played, shaped. Yeah. I played a I played a Kenku rogue and um his quirk was he was a total psychopath he liked to just randomly murder the characters the npcs that were giving quests and your um, dm must have loved you uh, he made he, the, the little guy made it difficult for the dm i must admit <laughs> um and and um the rest of the players didn't much like him either so, <laughs> so that's how i play D. that's fair i find ways to annoy people it's nothing So this month, I guess, has also led to the the downfall of a Goliath. A Goliath known as Jimothy Ryan. Commonly more known as Jim Ryan, who was head of, I believe, Sony of America, wasn't he? Chairman? Chairman of Sony Entertainment. I don't know the name Good of the, Lord. the Anyway, he was a big boy at Sony. He was the boss of guy. Sony. The PlayStation. He was a big was old boy. Man. Yeah. Um and uh yeah he's he stepped down which is a big deal because not so much well, a downfall uh, but more just a yeah he just left <laughs> he just left it would have been I'll nice make it sound like he was cancelled or something <laughs> yeah it, it would have been nice if he did something that got him sacked 
um, that would have been much more validating than him just stepping down on a high. He's only been convinced that they're in the right path. But yes, he's he's gone, which is good. Yeah. Because he's It probably horrible. is good because no more bloody live service games from PlayStation. Oh, no, no, no. They're definitely going to do those. They're definitely. Oh, lovely. As, cool. <laughs> as much as, as much as you know, the boss man is the boss man, um, a company is still a lot of other people, and um, they were all in alignment with what that was, Sony was doing as a company, so they're going to continue to be in alignment. I'm sure the new boss man, chairman, CEO, whatever they give him as, or her as their title, I'm sure they'll be... Um, They'll be just the same with the same vision or very similar vision. So Sony's not going to change course and revert back to being a good company anytime soon. But it's still just nice to see this guy because this guy was terrible, right? He's absolutely he shut down so many terrible. Studios. He shut down Japan Studios, which was yeah, Sony's no more Tokyo best... Jungle. Yeah, Sony's Sony's best developer and did so many great things. Worked on. Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian and was instrumental in making Demon Cells work, which is a thing that people don't realize. Uh, a lot of people think that Demon Cells was just from software and from software is certainly involved. No, it was a collaboration. But the entire multiplayer thing actually came from Japan Studios because from software couldn't figure it out. So they had the idea roughly, but it was Japan Studios that made it work. So the whole reason that Dark Souls and all the rest of that entire genre is so popular was because of the multiplayer stuff, and that was Japan Studio. Anyway, not so easy to commercialize those games, so Jimbo closed that studio down, uh, and that is kind of... I've already written a rant about this guy on digitallydownloaded.net, so you can check that out, which was a pretty Just good rant go to the anyway. Website. I've already that. But... <laughs> Long story short, this guy is a marketing background, suit-wearing guy who's probably never played a game in his life. And he did great things in terms of making Sony a much bigger company, making them lots of money. Um, but in the process, they lost a lot of the creative soul. And it wasn't just Japan Studio. Sony was also a really good third-party publisher who took on all kinds of weird, quirky, uh, and interesting little games and gave them life that they Africa? wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, Africa, the um the photography game. Uh, yeah, the Poke Pokemon Snap but Real Animals game. That was good. Uh, that was Sony published. Weird game. There was also Rain, which was this really lovely little four um four or five hour uh, narrative exploration game, uh, which what had a very Swan strong game? yeah, unfinished one. That was another one. That one too. Uh Journey. The Sony was the one that discovered Journey and the the Puppeteer game. Puppeteer, which was this really lovely 3D platformer. Oh, sorry, 3D, 2D platformer. Two, it was like 2.5. 2.5D, yeah. Like Clemno-esque. Um, yeah. There was Orishika on the PlayStation Vita, which was a really, really neat little... Um, it was just the whole Vita? Turn-based <laughs> turn turn JRPG. Um, with For the a, Vita? U that was a console they just sent to die. <laughs> an Ukiyo uh, an a art style. So if you've never played Orishika and you still got a Vita, um, go and grab that before the servers go down or whatever, if you can still buy games on it, because that was a nice little game. Uh, Sony did a lot of great stuff before Jimbo came along. Uh, then Jimbo came along, decided that Sony was going to be Disney, but video games. And... That's what Sony is now. And now we have lots of Neil Druckmann's Ego, Spider-Man, and Horizon to look forward to. And that's 
pretty much all they do these days. So it makes me sad that I, I long for the days of kill zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it was something different, wasn't it? <laughs> at least it had space Nazis that you can shoot. Like yeah. that was cool. <laughs> you might get that again, I guess. Sony brought up this um bungee which you'll be doing spacey things again i guess yeah, but not space nazis that have british accents <laughs> so on top of that <laughs> yeah uh, so i i guess for me the thing that jimbo um demonstrated was the problem of having a, a suit as a ceo i guess um yeah it's not I, I of course i understand the need for companies to make money and all that kind of stuff because this is capitalism and if you don't make money you go bankrupt and um unlike a larian studios that can afford to be a little in the company and just kind of hope for the best of a big release a company like sony does need to manage um a lot they are beholden <laughs> to the shareholders they they do have to they do have to demonstrate i guess a risk aversion in order to to show to to make the right profits and they need to to make sure that their games are hits and all that kind of stuff i, I totally get all of that but at the same time at the same time video games are a creative endeavor and video games are a creative industry and an art form and so you do want somebody at the top that at least understands this and i think that's the thing like um nintendo has always had that They've, they've got they've, natural creatives involved. In they've every all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though the CEO at the moment is, I think, a former COO and uh, just a suit guy who may like Doug Bowser. Yeah, the, the I, I mean, a, a good example of that is is Reggie. Um, Reggie was a guy that he obviously a... loved loved games. Like he actually, you could tell he played games it wasn't just a, a job for him i don't think jimbo's ever played a game in his life to be honest i think for him it's just a product a product he's got to shift and he's launched he un- god of war ragnarok and he thought wow look at this boy <laughs> and then he was like ship it sell it he, to the masses he I, I don't think he plays games I, I don't think he really understands games beyond their value as a product and you, you as a ceo you don't necessarily have to have played a game to be a successful business person um in video games because you can treat them like product and if you do then with the right marketing and all that kind of stuff um and find the audience and if you do all the right business things then you can still make a lot of money but that doesn't necessarily mean your games are going to have any kind of creative soul and i think that's yeah that's my problem with with having suits as ceos i would rather companies have people that at least appreciate games at the top <laughs> um yeah and don't see them as campbell soup cans and things just to to sell because they need to make money yeah i mean you can always tell when, when a game is a disaster it's usually because there's a massive miscommunication between the people at the top who want something and the people actually being creative to make it um it's just a shame and it has killed so many studios for literally no reason. Um, well, I mean, I, th- I think that... the likes of um, Jimbo and uh, Bobby Kotick over at Activision Ugh. and God, you know, these evil. kinds of people, they're not, they're not launching terrible games. Like we're not talking Gollum. They're, they're not launching games like that. 
Well, sometimes um, they they make games of what I will things that suck. <laughs> what 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 I will say is that at least Golem had the potential to be it a tried. creative game. It had the potential to be a creative game. It, it didn't kind of fail completely. It could have been interesting. Ooh. And in 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 <laughs> Nacon's defense, in Nacon's defense, they produce a lot of really crap games, but at least they're producing games that are different concepts. Like they produce Bee Simulator, which wasn't a great game, but the idea of playing a game where you play a bee kind of buzzing around was certainly different as just saying, hey, Neil Druckmann, Mr. Neil, give us another piece of content, which is what Sony does. So um, Nacon as a publisher doesn't publish nearly the quality of games that Sony does, but at the same time, they're producing much more interesting games um, than Sony now. Sony used to do all of that interesting stuff. They used to produce some games which are not great quality, but were at least interesting. Uh, and then they also produced some games that were really, really high quality that didn't sell particularly well, like Gravity Rush or whatever, um, because they were taking creative risks and they were looking, they were looking at video games as an art form and therefore willing to to accept that sometimes there was going to be neither a market or and or um the the idea was not going to be able to a, a good idea was not going to be executed as well as it might have been so that was sony of old and sony of now doesn't take risks they only produce stuff that is going to sell well it's only going to have a decent metacritic or good metacritic rating um it's a very risk-adverse company, and it's it the doesn't... classic eighty-five percent Metacritic over the shoulder, where you are walking and talking with a character all the time and do some third-person combat. Yeah, then they're not going to do anything that isn't best practice, and best practice is yeah. all that stuff you just described, um, which is good for the money. It's going to every every time Sony produces a game, it's going to sell well, and it's going to dominate the conversation for the week that comes out i mean everybody's talking about spider-man right now um but at least has like movement to it though you know i mean like at least there's something they're doing cool with that (laughs) but um sony sony's not um contributing to the arts in any way anymore that's the thing that bothers me and that's i think jim's legacy is that he took a company that was contributing to the arts by making games that are art artistic um and have worth as that and has turned into a company that doesn't do that anymore so yeah that's why i would never see sony modern day making vib ribbon it just wouldn't happen (laughs) proud for the rapper not happening it's making me very upset that it's not going to happen but it won't happen ever again or it's just too patapon loco roco that was patapon loco oh god loco roco was so cute yeah yeah patapon too I never played Patapon. That's the game where you like rhythmically like control your people, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of um strategy game of sorts in that you've got to build up a little army of little dudes, which are all little shapes, and um they march according to the beat, and then they attack according to the beat, and you've got to meet the rhythm, otherwise they kind of fall over and don't do the damage and stuff. There is a um spiritual sequel that an indie's developed that's on the way which looks really good somebody's decided that they're not going to hang around and wait for sony to 
to produce something. So they've gone and created something themselves and it looks really nice. So, mm. I mean, remember Ark the Lad? Yep. Yep. That was yeah, Sony that one never way happen. back when. <laughs> no. Yeah. Even bloody um, Legend of Dragoon, which I think honestly they could just do a like a nice remaster of that game and probably sell it for a reasonable profit, but they won't do it because again, it's slightly a risk. I actually played that on PlayStation Plus before I let the subscription pass away because oh, I've given up on that crap. But Legend of Dragoon is probably the game that I think is most would benefit most from a, a full remake because a lot of the qualities of that game that are really quite annoying now like it doesn't the, the story is is broken in places it doesn't it the 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 the, the plot is good but the way it's executed the, the, the writing's pretty dodgy and um yeah it, it, it could just you could just see if it had a final fantasy 7 style remake to make it big and pretty like that it would actually be a very good game uh, and it would be quite easy to modernize in that way, but they're not going to do that because. No. I mean, the, the other one that I'm thinking of here is uh, that will never come back because it won't. Um, what was the from software game in the two thousands on the PS2? That was kind of a Kingsfield game, but it was like shadow shadow tower or something like that. Shadow heart or shadow tower. I don't know what it was called, but it was essentially a Kingsfield game and it was published by Sony. Um, oh, it is Shadow Tower. Shadow Tower Abyss is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So th this game uh, is odd. And again, it was published by From Software, but connected heavily to PlayStation at the time because they were heavily a PlayStation company. Um, but I think it's so wild to me that they're sleeping on this stuff when... I mean, I'm not being funny. They could make so much money off of it. But again, because it's got that little extra little hint of risk, that little extra bit of how do we monetize this beyond the initial purchase, it just won't happen. Well, Sony's, Sony's got, they've got a horror franchise in Siren, which was... Oh, good. They'll had, never do anything with that. It had, it had potential. Uh, it, it didn't necessarily execute the Siren games particularly well back then, but... That's again the point. Siren is not they, a pleasant game to play. I've they had they had a good idea. Good. They had a they, they had a good creative idea and they ran with it. It didn't quite work out, but um, that's okay because it's uh, that's the arts. But yeah, they're they're not going to revisit that, uh, even though there's obviously interesting horror. But for it to work, they would need, um, yeah, the the Sony just doesn't. They need a way to monetize it beyond that initial purchase, and horror games are not easy to do that with. Yeah, and I think you know, Sony's quite wedded to the idea of The Last of Us being their approach to horror. Um, it's approachable horror. It's not actually horror. It's just, oh, there's a big scary mushroom boy. That's just Neil Druckmann's ego. Um, I can't wait for him to, like, be cancelled. <laughs> He just has the vibe of somebody who's going to be cancelled one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll uh, write a he'll write a wrong line of dialogue in one of his games, and that'll be it. The the liberals will get very upset with him, and that'll be him done because they're the ones propping him up at the moment, and they're not a they're not a forgiving bunch. You say one thing wrong, and you're dead to them. Yeah, watch out, the libs will get you. Yeah. It's Biden's America.
the wrong kind of crowd to be making your main demographic. But anyway, um, yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim sucks. Jim, Jim sucks. That's pretty much what we're coming down on. Um, it's a shame that he's ruined a lot of creative power. Oh dear. <laughs>